And now for something completely different. Ah! Forget everything you've been told by others before. Get ready for the real deal. The full story. Real talk about money, markets, life. Now, it's The Real Investment Show. Presented by RIA Advisors. Welcome to the party. Welcome to the party. Welcome to the Friday party. Welcome to Financial Fitness Friday. Rich Rosso, Danny Ratliff, CFP Squared. We so thank you for being here. I'm going to be sharing through the morning some really some personal finance statistics from Money Zine that's really going to pick you up because you're going to go, oh, I'm in much better shape than most because that's what I would think about people who listen to our show, Danny, and the crazies on the YouTube channel. All very good with money. I surely think so. Futures are down a bit. Dow futures down 71 points. Obviously, we've been in this uh, pretty good, I don't know, the market, even though seven stocks are just making us come alive, Danny, as the S&P moves higher. Boy, did you see Carvana shares? First of all, I am not buying a car through a vending machine. It's not happening. So obviously, that is not geared toward my generation. I thought it'd bring you a sense of nostalgia, like, you know. Didn't you live on vending machine food for a while? I, yeah, I did, but I don't want to buy a car. And then you ever go through, you ever see the Carvana when they don't have cars and it's empty and it's all lit up? I'm like, yeah, why don't you sad. at least put people in there waving to people on the freeway? Hi! Or at least put a big car sticker on the outside. Yeah, can't you just put like stickers up or something? I mean, I don't know. But shares will gain 56% in the trading session because for that, for the most part, that stock was in the dumper. And then um, it's just interesting to see how the shares surge. I think it's I think they're up like two hundred percent for the week, maybe more than that. So just uh, just shows you. <laughs> I have heard stories from people that buy Carvana and the cars were stolen and they can never get the title. <laughs> what really? Yeah. Uh, allegedly, that's what I've been told. Uh, not happening. So Carvana. I think you'd be selling like bazooka bubble gum in the next decade, but that's just me. Or maybe we could turn them into like high rises. Good for homeless people. We can we can house people in Carvana. I think there are plenty of high rises that have quite a bit of vacancy. Nice windows in the Carvana high rise. Could though. be a high rise garage. It already is. Yeah. <laughs> it already is. Lots ah. of natural light. I can already see the, the Yeah, headlines. can't you see the selling point? Yeah. yeah. Beautiful light, the view mm -hmm. of the city. And what an elevator. Yeah. <laughs> Massive. Massive elevator. Um, so 68% of Americans say they would be worried to cover their living expenses for a month if they lost their primary source of income, Danny. I don't find anything shocking about that. I mean, not shocking at all, is it? No. I mean, it, it's it's not good. But... We know it's there. Here's a nice one, though. 73% of U.S. consumers, although you wouldn't know it by the personal savings rate, 73% of U.S. consumers in 2022 say they developed better financial habits because of the pandemic. What the study doesn't say is they'll, about 100% of that 73% said they've already forgotten those, <laughs> those good habits. Well, why, why did the numbers not follow that, though? Uh, it is a poll, right? So maybe you want to make yourself look better. Right. Uh, I don't know. 
I mean, we have seen personal savings rate creep up just a little bit, but not yeah, much. But what was it during the pandemic? 26%. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it got down as low as three and a half, give or take. Now it's a little bit higher. Um, but in conjunction with that, you also see credit card balances are uh-huh. through the roof. Like pre, It's like 2009 levels. Listen, when it comes to experiences, restaurants, leisure, travel, uh, we have obviously moved from the I'm on a buy crap stage to I need to see crap. So that's that's where we are. We'll see how long that lasts and what the Fed does this month. Here's a nice one, though, and I think this one makes sense. 88% of Americans believe financial education should be mandatory in high school. I think that's fantastic. I, I don't understand why... There's not more talk of that. Like if you should start seen, from elementary school. Yeah, you've seen the baby bonds um, that they're talking about. Eight states have actually um, they've approved it, but they I, can't get funding. I thought for that it. was James Bond's kid. What's a baby bond? Well, it, it's some of these these states are saying that they want to when the child is born, they're going to create an account, a government okay. account for them, uh-huh. and put X amount aside either up front when they're born or a little bit each year, and then when they're 18, they can access it. But they say, well, don't worry. They're going to have to take a course on financial literacy. I'm sure it's going to be a one-day course. But my thought is, why would we not be doing this anyways, teaching them financial literacy? Right. Where's personal why, finance 101? Why are the parents the ones putting the money away? Well, we know why the parents aren't putting <laughs> the money away. Everybody's getting checks. You get a check lately? I haven't gotten mm-hmm. anything. No, <laughs> unfortunately. But yes, I mean, it's very crucial for the uh, financial literacy. So overall, um, we'll see how things go. Another thing you got to keep in mind is, um, obviously, we keep track of Social Security uh, pretty closely. And this is the last chance. So we lost a very valuable, Danny, uh, claiming strategy, file and suspend, Mm -hmm. right? And uh, I don't know of any advisors who are savvy with Social Security who, who wasn't using file and suspend, right? Where the higher earning spouse goes ahead, claims benefits, uh, and then, right, he, so they, he or she suspends it. So that sort of opens up the door for the lower earning spouse to collect their spousal benefits. So it's a way to let your own benefit season up to age 70 by taking spousal benefit. But there's also something called restricted claim for spousal benefits. And it's almost the same kind of thing. But individuals who were born on or before January 1st are the ones who would file it. So the last cohort of these eligible beneficiaries will turn 70 by the end of 2023. So keep that in mind that that is, will be the last of the file and suspend type benefits that you were able to do through Social Security. That cohort is now at that point where they do need to claim by the end of the year. Well, we've seen that actually happen over, over a number of years. In 2015 is when they first enacted where they said, hey, we're no, we're no longer going to be able to utilize these strategies, and they've been grandfathered in, and now those are just, they're going away. And just like many other things, I mean, you look right now, there's been lots of talks on how to take money away from some of these, these programs. Mm-hmm. There's going to have to be some type of major change, and I would suspect we're going to continue to see that as things progress. Now, I don't think they're going away. Clearly, we've talked about the numbers. We've shared that over and over, that Social Security, too many people rely on it for a majority of their income in retirement. There's no way that that program will completely go away, or there won't be something that will replace it. But there's going to be major changes along the way, I think. I don't don't see how there's not. Well, there's talk that... Um, 
obviously Social Security is funded through primarily through payroll tax. Correct. The fact that it's not part of income tax um, doesn't allow a justification of transfer from the general revenue fund. So there's talk that if we did that, then we would have better funding than payroll tax. In Those other words, funds are all accounted for, Rich. <laughs> I mean, we know that. And, and the funds that aren't I even know. there and the, the funds in the future that you know they, they're dreaming up are essentially accounted for as well. I mean, how are they going to do this? It's a nice thought. Yeah, here's what FDR said back in 35. He said, with those taxes in there, no damn politician can ever scrap my Social Security program. And that was the payroll tax. But obviously, we always find a way. Where there's money, a politician will find a way to take it. This is how it works. All right, we get back. Stay tuned for more fun stuff. Really. Maybe. Get daily investment news you can use. Delivered at the speed of the internet at realinvestmentadvice.com. Oh, Red, I declare I plum missed that candy coffee. Whatever am I going to do? Don't you worry, little darling. We'll watch it again on our YouTube channel. Why, Red? I never. The Real Investment Show YouTube channel has all of our past presentations from Candid Coffee and Lunch and Learn to special topic discussions and all of our live show recordings preserved for you. Subscribe now to the Real Investment Show YouTube channel or look for the link on our website at realinvestmentadvice.com. The Real Investment Show. Worried about ChatGBT taking your job? Well, there are some fastest shrinking jobs out there. Thanks to AI. We have to at least use AI once or twice through this show because that's all we talk about now. AI, 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 all the time. Not Bitcoin anymore. It's not Bitcoin, Bitcoin, Bitcoin. It's AI, AI, AI. Cashiers down 335,000. Secretaries and administrative assistants down 207,000 jobs. Office clerks, 130,000. Customer service representatives, 105,000. I would dare to say uh, we haven't had customer service in a very long time. Maybe AI makes that better. Because go ahead and try to get somebody on the phone. Executive secretaries, administrative assistants down. Assemblers and fabricators, first-line supervisors of retail sales workers. So if you're working an aisle at Home Depot, you probably will be having some form of job security versus your supervisor that sits there and makes your schedule and puts it together and says, you better show up for work tomorrow. Bookkeeping, accounting, auditing clerks, and fast food cooks. We've talked about the McDonald's in Fort Worth that does not have one single employee. It is all robotics. Matter of fact, I went into a new McDonald's not too long ago, only for coffee, and the kiosks were everywhere. I mean, 
uh, just amazing to see how McDonald's, they, when all these initiatives to raise this, the minimum wage and so forth, how aggressive the franchise owners became and McDonald's itself in adding those kiosks. Because they, I remember having, there was like some McDonald's you would have one inside, inside of McDonald's. Now it's like rows of them of, of these electron, uh, these kiosks. So, yep, the world is a changing. You can get your car out of a vending machine. Robot will make your coffee. Um, and uh, sooner or later, you're Soylent Green. And they're cooking you up for the younger generation. It's a good movie. Got to watch it, Danny. It'll, some of the stuff that's in Soylent Green, you'll go, oh, is that reality? Because I think that's happening right now. It's just like when you watch The Purge, which is a scary film. You know, it's like about... We, we allow one day a, a year where you can pretty much wreak mayhem on the society and it purges all the, you know, you want to kill anybody. It's all, you, everything is, nothing's off limits. And you look at some of the, some of the, the screenshots and you'll go, huh, that looks like Portland. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Well, speaking of something that's not funny, financial losses from frauds on seniors soared 84% last year. So there's an elder fraud report. Criminals stole 35,000 on average from victims age 60 and older who reported cases to the FBI. So again, this is a very vulnerable group. And frankly, with AI, I think we're all going to be vulnerable and have to be incredibly vigilant when it comes to this stuff. Don't you think so, Danny? Oh, uh, absolutely. I mean, I think and that number is likely very light because mm -hmm. think about all the people that don't report it. And many don't report it for a number of reasons. They don't want to lose their sense of freedom in, in a lot of ways, right? That maybe their children or somebody else would begin to question their, you know, their, their mode, not, not necessarily motives, but their decision making, right? Yep. So I think that there's probably quite a bit more out there that we just don't even know about. I am shocked by the number of clients I have, even though I, I talk to them and coach them on it, that have fallen for cryptocurrency schemes. Yeah. One a uh, client of mine, we were able to pull the money back. He finally realized, and this is a smart, this is a smart guy. Um, so that is very popular among older Americans. The crypto, um, the crypto scams are really out there. Um, so that's a problem. And then you know you have seniors that are unfamiliar with technology, online banking, and it makes it just it just creates big problems. There's also this dark pattern of deceptions. As a matter of fact, we all fought for them. Uh, subscriptions, you don't know you've auto-renewed something. Um, that tricks you to get these unwanted charges. I mean, listen, mm -hmm. that happens a lot from people who are not older when it comes to auto-subscription. And that, that is a problem. Um, and I have one client that couldn't stop this auto-subscription to this uh, antivirus software. They don't make it easy. No. So guess what she had to do? She canceled the credit card. I mean, she got to that point where she got the runaround so badly. She said, you know what? It's not even worth keeping this card. I'm just going to cancel it. So then there are those people that fall for scams that, hey, my grand, your grandson uh, is in jail. Send $50,000. Uh, no recourse for these kinds of, of, of issues, right? So Venmo, PayPal, Zelle, um, these peer-to-peer -peer transactions have less 
uh, consumer protections. You got to be careful, even if you're not an older American and using Zelle. And and I've noticed with some of these because that's how I send cash to my to my daughter on occasion. It's they do, but they have put many more prompts into the system to make sure you're sending cash to the right party. They have. I, I feel like that's that's they've had to do that. It's been a necessary yeah. evil, so to speak, where you have to click through something else to right. confirm you know where the funds are going. But you know there are tools out there that'll help you manage those subscriptions. There's like Truebill. Um, there's a handful of other things that aren't the auto subscriptions. Apps. Yeah, and and I think that at some point everybody's probably going to need them. I mean, how many times do you go to purchase something? And you look at it, and it's on a subscription. Like, they won't sell it to you unless you subscribe. Right. You go get vitamins. I mean, things that, you know, you may purchase often, but maybe you don't take them every day or something like that, right? Right, right. I mean, that's what they want. Or, um, you know, say, for example, you want, there's a show that you want to watch. Like, I'm watching this show on MGM Networks right now. Um, And it's like $5.95 for the, free for the first month. So then what they hope is, because uh, the most part, the channel's pretty crummy. Um, you know, you're not going to keep track of that charge. Correct. They don't know me. You've got to check your statements. You know, the worst thing that's ever happened is not getting paper statements in the mail. I understand it's convenient, but you do need, especially year-end, you get that year-end full disclosure of everything you've paid for during the year. you got to at least do that. To figure it out because I have people that are collecting subscriptions to streaming services like like Beanie Babies <clears throat> because all these shows have this net they have this all down right mm-hmm. we're gonna run like if you want to watch Yellowstone well it's not on Paramount Plus that's on Peacock and then if you want to watch 1923 you got to have Paramount Plus I mean you gotta have to own all this stuff and keep track of it if there are certain things you want to do. How many people do you think have cut the cord but actually spend more money now because of all the different services? And that's a great point because you're doing all the right things, right? You got your internet service. You got your fire stick, right? They got all these great... Listen, there are more movies. All the movies we watch, like we watch as I watched as a kid and all that, you can... There are a lot of free channels just available through internet that... That I mean, it's overwhelming the number of movies that are available for free through the internet, through different channels that you don't have to pay for. But yeah, absolutely. I mean, by the time you say, oh, well, you know, I'm going to get Hulu and then I'm going to do YouTube and then I'm going to do, you wind up probably paying what you paid for the cable. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so you got to, you know, the amount of information, that's why this whole AI thing fascinated me, Danny. Every net, you know, every stock is a story. Narratives drive markets. Actually, narratives drive our whole society. <clears throat> you know, truth and facts. What did Homer Simpson say about facts? Something like, uh, uh, yeah, like you can't believe, you know, so I got to look it up, but it's pretty funny. But it's just, you know, because the Simpsons always pretty much know what's going to happen in our culture, right? Um, so you have to keep in mind, what am I talking about? I even forgot. Facts. Oh, we're so inundated. So the AI thing, think about it, Danny. He is so inundated with information. He I am. I am so. No, but think about how much you get bombarded on. Ago. How much you get bombarded. How many emails did you just get? How many miles? What are you doing? Emails. Not miles. What are you walking? You on a treadmill? I am. I'm like this. I'm on a watch. Be smart. See me? Yeah. <clears throat> the story of AI 
exploded. Like I even remember during the internet phase, it was a slow burn and then it got to this AI point. But this just went right. This this fire just went up. But think about it. Because this. of had, all the information that's out there and how easy it is to get it to You have, and, and but it's it's also something that we've had for a while. Think about Siri. Oh, Siri's AI. Absolutely. Alexa, any of these things are all algorithms. AI. Are, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So so we it's not that this is some brand new technology. Now, granted, that chat GPT and the things that they've been able to do with some of these these things are, are really neat. However, think about this. If you're gonna use something like this. Used to be you could Google something. And granted, you know, you get the sponsored ads. You get a handful of things that are going to come up. And then you can actually kind of somewhat maybe go through and kind of shift through the information and find exactly what you want to look for, right? And then you can compare notes and facts. You don't get to do that with ChatGPT. No. And Homer Simpson said, facts are meaningless. You can use facts to prove anything that's even remotely true. Facts, schmacks. So, but but now people are taking this as gospel, mm-hmm. so to speak. I mean, you hear of all of the uh, how people are using them in, in a neat ways too, where you know you see salespeople, you know, looking up information on pers- prospective clients, um, you know, things that it's going to help. I think for our business, and if you're working with a financial advisor, there's always this, these articles that come out about oh, AI is going to replace your financial advisor. I'm not worried about it. Yeah. Tell you about that. My dad told me E-Trade was going to make us obsolete 20 years ago. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Great. I'll find something else. The more tech you have, the more people are going to crave face-to-face interaction and discussion. I'm sorry, but... But it's also armed us us with additional tools that have been really good. Right. I'm I'm also seeing it with younger generations. They want to have a conversation. Yeah. We'll be right back. investment advice blog it's required reading for the informed investor catch it today at realinvestmentadvice.com and welcome back you know technology just like anything else it'll be your friend or your foe i mean I think technology, when used properly, even social media, if used properly, can enhance your life. But you got to put parameters and understand what you're using it for, right? Uh, People that are using, say, social media to build business and contacts. Um, I have built some great contacts through LinkedIn, through Facebook, people that I talk to on a regular basis that um, I would have never met. So I look at, try to look at what are the benefits as opposed to being threatened by it. But you also have to put reins on it because like anything else in life, moderation, I don't care what it is, it's going to be your, your friend or your, your greatest enemy. So when it comes to this kind of stuff, Denny, to your point, the, the, the tech that we use is really to augment or to help us do the right things for clients and help them make good decisions. We, we use that technology to prompt and to look at, a, um, to keep track, 
to to do things. Now, yes, w- would we need? First of all, this is a very employee intense business. A financial advisor needs people because people want to talk to other people. But if we if it weren't for the technology that we use, which is a significant cost for us, I think it's probably right under empl- employment cost. Um, it's we wouldn't be able to do our jobs. So to me, I think if you use this AI properly, um, it could be used to identify potential issues clients have. Look at the healthcare tech <clears throat> that's going to continue to come out. That's going to help you to be much more proactive with your health. So I try to look at, you know, people ruin everything. So you got to understand, like social media could be a good thing or a bad, right? I mean, yeah, it's just actually, how things are... I went through an exercise with my daughter yesterday who's oh, 10 you? and she was talking about how all of her friends have iPhones. Oh, you got, oh yeah, you've been, and, ha- okay, um, so what happened? Well, I, I did get her a Gab watch this last year, which doesn't okay. allow her to have internet access, but it allows us to communicate with her. Like a messenger thing? Like yeah, it's a little watch, kind of like an Apple watch, but it only allows for her to call out to us. Okay. Or That's good. approve numbers. Okay. And it allows us to text. So she's down the street. Hey, you need to come home. Oh, that type of deal. But on the watch? On the watch. Now, oh, she can do cool. voice to text to the numbers that are approved or there are pre-approved text messages. So she talks into the wallet. Like she has these numbers yeah. in the watch. Yep. Is this Apple? No. Okay. But it's called it is Gab. Gab. It's like an G-A-B-B. Okay. Um, oh, that's pretty cool. But she was, she was talking about it. And so I pulled up social media and I said, well, listen, mm-hmm. let's talk about why you don't have it. There's things that I don't need to see on social media that are going to pop up here. Right. That you certainly don't need. Your young eyes, and we need to control what we put in our, you know, what, what we're consuming. Yes, right. Not just food, but information. And uh, trying to, to visit and talk to her about that. Um, it was a fun conversation. You know, Danny's like the new Ward Cleaver, isn't he? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, far from it. But and he's not even that hard on the beaver. He's just good. Because you've got to have that conversation. Garbage in, garbage out. Right. You have a whole generation that won't even go on social media. I mean, look at the studies of Gen Z. Um, Most of them, either they're really addicted to it or they're not on it at all. It's it's really amazing to see the studies that people, you know, the ones that are on TikTok and and Instagram and all of that. And then you have the ones that go none at all. We don't want any of it. I've met so many 20-somethings that will not go on any social media whatsoever. Did you see what the latest phase is with Gen Z's? What is that? Flip phones. Oh, yeah, yeah. I have heard of that. And I'm like, you know, that's not a bad idea. Like this gab thing, what else does she need? Yeah, I can't think of it. I mean, that's kind of what I told her. I said, what is it that you need? I mean, I like... To be able, I want to be able to communicate with her if she goes Which to is camp, overnight today. camp. Yeah, absolutely, she's down the road. That type of, of thing. But yeah, it's it's a difficult fight for so sure. You have to I sign mean, up through an app or something for internet service for that gab for you yeah, to communicate. Yeah, you can with pay them. for like by the year. You could pay monthly. Okay. That's a great thing. It's all she needs at her age. I mean, yeah. So yeah, but I, how many? And like, but you just said, how many of her friends? All of them have the iPhone. Almost all of them. It is crazy. and you don't need it. Even when Haley was growing up, I got her one of those flippy flip phone things mm-hmm. when everybody else was getting iPhones. I don't think she got an iPhone since she was like 14, 15 years old. Otherwise, I'm like, what do you need it for except to communicate to us? 
Yeah. I mean, that's I, I, yeah. That's really it. And the funny thing is, even though she can communicate, they'll still like go down the street, knock on the door, like, "Hey, can you come hang out?" Like, you know what? I love to say, tell you what makes me which more. I like. I'm like, me too. Get outside, get some exercise. Well, you you just brought up a good point. When I drive through the neighborhood sometimes, and I see kids outside and their bikes are parked, it reminds me when I was a kid, like they're yeah. outside, right? And they're riding their bikes, and I see them play in the front yards and stuff. I'm like, oh my gosh, it just. It, it's, I don't know, just something about that makes me feel good. We were looking to move like 10 years ago, a little, little bit longer than that. And we were going through neighborhoods in the summer, and there were ghost towns. And it, you knew that there were kids in the area. So I'm thinking, what, are, what in the world are kids doing right now? I and uh, we actually yeah. chose, I mean, I'm, there's a lot of other reasons, but right. um, our prior home, we literally stepped, at, stepped out of the car and heard kids in all different directions. Like, all right, this is perfect. Yeah. This is great. Yeah. It's so cool. I mean... Having that ability to get on your bike, I mean, I would vanish at like 7 o'clock in the morning and not return till 8 o'clock at night, and you should know where I went in New York with that bike. I mean, I was everywhere. <laughs> oh, man, I mean, I've seen some things. Um, so that, that ability to do that is amazing, but I'm seeing more and more kids outside and playing, and, and maybe these generations will use tech in the right way to be additive to their lives and not be afraid of it and think that it's a demon or use it for all these other crazy things that uh, they're doing. Well, speaking of crazy things, most economists, ex economists expect the Fed to pause interest rate increases next week, right? So that's the first time in 15 months. But, and, they wanna, and, and the consensus is that they're gonna leave policy on hold through December. But you know what, Danny? I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure that they stay on hold the whole year, especially with the way things still look. I understand that unemployment's ticked up a bit, but for the most part, inflation at this plateau, this is a tough one. This yeah, I think that, that's one. the main fight right now. I mean, look, yeah. initial jobless claims crept up a tad bit here last mm -hmm. this last one, but yesterday, um, all the economic data is just there, right? It's not, it's not anything that's just robust, but it's not anything that's completely awful either. And if you look at, I mean, you have to go back many, many years to find a time where employment's really been this good in a lot of ways. But, you know, I know we, we can talk about, you know, to well, a blue in the face on, look, the participation rate has changed, people falling out of the workforce. Growth the if you take population, yeah. you really haven't moved at all. But Correct. yeah, but you're right. People are still spending. You go to a restaurant, like I said earlier, and it's packed. But they're spending yeah. on the services. That seems to be the mm -hmm. biggest driver, which is the bigger part of the economy now here. But I don't know. Is it the YOLO we keep talking about? You know, you only live once. I, you know. I don't know. You know, I don't think we're going to know in our lifetimes the damage or the changing habits of people since the pandemic and locking people up for two years. I don't, I don't know. I mean, it just does seem strange post-pandemic to see spending behavior continue the way it has in the face of inflation um, and, and, you know, in the face of rise, like you brought up earlier, which is absolutely true, rising credit card debt and delinquencies. Um, and that's why even if the Fed decides that they're not going to increase rates, they're not going to go anywhere. I mean, I still see economists bring up the fact that they want to go ahead 
and they're still expecting the, F the Fed to lower rates this year. And I'm like, I don't see any indication of that so far. I, I just doesn't seem possible. So there's something worse than recession because recession, although, I mean, Lance always talks about how cleansing recessions are, but I'm going to argue when was the last time we allowed anything to cleanse? Okay, we don't yeah. let recessions happen. The Fed doesn't want any of that to happen. When you should let businesses fail, you should let these things occur, you should cleanse the system, but do we do that? The Fed's trying to, trying to change the business cycle. Exactly, or eliminate I mean, it. Yeah. Yeah, I, but just say that he's right, because generally that is true. Uh, what's worse is this malaise. Low growth, high debt, lower productivity environment that you're in that globally that might continue and that weighs on people's psyche which is and why i think when people are miserable they spend more well and well, that's ahead. that's true right and we know that that's kind of a that's a snowball effect people yeah, right. you open up to spend a little bit on a credit card oh i'm just going to use it for this one purchase oh then you use it again and again and next thing you know you've got a big credit card bill that you can't pay right or you know it, it's starting to eat in so Anything that we do, we're taking from the future. But I think that um, you know there there are bigger issues there. And I forgot where I was going with that, Rich. I just pulled a Rich. You pulled a Rosso. Oh you just pulled gosh. a Rosso. Holy moly! He just went blank. His slate. We have to you unplug him. You know, in your old age, I'm just trying to make you feel better here. We just have to unplug him and plug him back in again. No, but what I, what I was getting at is, I do think that that's a problem with why people are falling for scams because these things they look so good and you know you're going to make all this money. Oh man, I need to do this because. The markets aren't what they were hoping or expecting. Mm -hmm. That's another problem with it. Big one. We'll be right Boom, back. Boom, brought it back. Just like that, we plugged them back in. news you can use delivered at the speed of the internet at realinvestmentadvice.com so when i was growing up in brooklyn you there was in the apartment building you would go down a ramp and um there was like a sort of like a fence and it, and it looked like a jail cell almost like the, the, the bars. But what we would do is we would set up shop. We would sell our stuff that way. Like we would be on one side and we'd be selling like, oh, well, I got this G.I. Joe monkey thing. I don't really like it. So maybe we sell it. Or I got this extra stuff for Christmas and we would sell stuff to other kids. Or we would sell lemonade, right? You would have a lemonade stand. We still see lemonade stands. So this comes from the How the World's Changed Department. Upper West Side youngster Julian Lin ate. He made 150 bucks at his lemonade stand on Sunday when two teenagers oh, showed dude, up and stole his earnings. <laughs> <laughs> they remain on Well, the yesterday Michelle comes home uh -huh. with a bunch of stuff to do a lemonade stand today uh -huh. with the kids. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I told them no. 
And they're probably up and listening. Damn. The answer is still yeah. no. Okay, but the story here is this this kid got robbed. So you don't want the lemonade See, stand. that is the exact reason. No, it's actually... <laughs> they stole 150 bucks. It's actually at a place that's a very busy intersection that they're not going to be supervised the way that I think they should be. And well, I don't that, want them there by, by themselves. And they're too young. The way people drive today? So... They asked, they, they asked if, if they could hire a babysitter <laughs> to watch them sell lemonade and brownies. They wanted to make brownies last night. And I said, okay. <laughs> you got to buy your... I, I said, huh. All right. I, I like your thinking here. At the busy intersection, mm-hmm. put signs and then move the lemonade stand to a more appropriate location. I well, gotta, there's just crazy people out there. I just don't I want don't. them I got to a be better idea. unsupervised doing this is, is my main. You and I, we're going to buy a truck. Mm-hmm. We're going to call it Donut Dolls. And we're going to have the kids and we're going to drive them around and they're going to sell their brownies and donuts in the neighborhood like ice cream. That's what we're ah, doing. Yeah. And Brent's like, how much money am I going to run out? He's going he's gonna to be like that kid that runs out with the cash. Do you, have a, do you have a glazed? Do you have a glazed? That's how you got to do it. A glazed G.I. Joe. Well, I can get into that, but I won't. <laughs> um, we had in our neighborhood, you're going to laugh. We not only had ice cream trucks, we had Dunkin' Donut. donut Dunkin' truck. Donut trucks? They would come in their pink truck and sell donuts. So I was that kid, right? I weighed more then than I do now, okay? So it was in the summer, it was I'm going to pay for the ice cream, but then I'm also going to have like three donuts from the donut truck. And then we had like multiple ice cream trucks. I mean, it was a killer. I mean... You know, it's amazing. So. Those ki- kids can hear an ice cream truck from like 10 miles away. Do they still oh, yeah. have ice cream trucks? They do. Yeah. Uh-huh. They do? But yep. you know what they've done? What they do? They've taken they the price off them. What? They've taken the price off most of the trucks. So they, depending on the neighborhood or where they are, they change the they'll price? change the price. Yeah. What kind of ice cream are they selling? It used to be good Man, humor. And Blue Bunny. Uh, it, it was some terrible stuff. We we stopped. I Blue can't remember what? a while back. Blue Bunny. Oh, Blue, Blue Bunny, Bunny ice cream is good. And oh, we okay. tracked one down. And <laughs> we gave them like five bucks, the kids. Uh-huh. But hey, go get one. They're like, it's five bucks a piece. Now I am very impressed. My middle one, went and he's like, well, here, you're going to have to take it back. He gave him the ice cream and was like, I was like, hey, man, that's all I've got. I don't have any other cash. Um, and so he went back and b- bartered a deal with the guys. Like, yeah, yeah, just keep it. He's probably like, my middle one probably beat him down enough. He's like, fine, just take the ice cream, son. I, you know. How many kids are going to remember their ice cream man? I still remember Phil the ice cream man. And the dude dressed all in white uh-huh. with the yeah. white cap. Oh, yeah. people don't he, do that he anymore, He had a buddy. good humor truck. Mm-hmm. He had a truck? Yeah. Like this the wasn't good like an man. old ice cream. Like the old ice cream truck, but it was always What happened in to like creameries, like old ice cream creameries? You remember those? No, yeah, like the swirly stuff. There's like, one up in Brigham. We used to call him Mr. Softy. No, I mean like a... <laughs> Custard, custard? No, like like a mom and pop shop. Oh yeah. Oh, they're long gone. Yeah. Yeah, it's a shame. That that yeah. Well, what do you think of Bluebell doing trucks? That would be. You don't think Bluebell would do good with? Oh, I think it'd be awesome. That's. I mean, I think they would do great. I would. I would sign up to have a route. I know you would. Yeah. We'd have to put a wheelbarrow to get them into the truck. I'd eat all I can and self rest. (laughs) You need a barbecue truck. Well, there's plenty of those. No, to drive around the neighborhood, though. Not that I have to go to. And then the ice cream truck. So I'm spending four days up in Brenham. I'm going to be working from a house in Brenham. So I think mm-hmm. I'm going to go for the Bluebell tour. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. See, they made that new fil- flavor, Java Jolt. Yes. Did you try that yet? Not yet. Okay. 
I haven't seen that one. But soon. It's that spray. I mean, they did the Dr. Pepper one, and I'm not getting good reviews on it's, that. It's awful. Is it? The we Dr. had Pepper it. It's, one? it's not no. my favorite. It doesn't taste like no snap pack. No snap yeah. crackle pop in that really? one. Really? Yeah. Okay. Very disappointing. There's another one that we got, like peanut butter. Now, the peanut butter was awesome. Yeah. But the Java Jolt, mm-hmm. I think that one's good. This weekend. That's. <laughs> <laughs> That's on your plans. That's, that's your agenda that's for the my weekend. weekend yes. Brent, yeah. what are you doing this weekend? You're sitting I'm there looking all for the Java Jolt. Do you ever see like Scarface when he's sitting in front of the pile of the white stuff? That's going to be <laughs> Brent, and there's going to be all these blue bell <laughs> containers in front of him. I don't know if you can afford it. I guess it's probably about the same cost. I mean, what is that stuff? Close. It's not cheap. <laughs> yeah. But I always wondered why they never had ice cream trucks, because I always thought that they would probably rake it in. In Texas, having Why, ice cream trucks going through the yeah. neighborhoods, but I, I guess because they sell them at shops, it does, yeah. that cannibalizes the business. But I, I could see them doing really well. With well, probably just economies of scale. I mean, what yeah. they're doing, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. it costs more money to. Why would I want to have trucks out there and deal with all that crap? You have to get them permitted and licensed and all that gobbledygook. Yeah, Blue Bunny is an ice cream, huh? Oh yeah, Blue Bunny is a great ice cream. I gotta. We're gonna have to have to write a ice cream guide. Have Brent write an ice cream guide and figure out cool. who's the best ice cream yeah. out there. Now, do you ever have custard? Yeah, soft ice cream. Because mm-hmm. in our mm-hmm. neighborhood, it was Carvel mm-hmm. and Mister Softy. Ah, yeah. And he had a swirly head, and that was a big truck at the time. So those are all good things. Now we want ice cream. Anybody going to bring over ice cream to the studio? Why is it in the last segment on Fridays we always talk about food? Gravitate to food. I don't know because we're hungry. That's why. Could be. It's already lunchtime for us. You don't understand. <laughs> We've been up since 2. Um, so we're going to have a lot of stuff coming up. July, we're going to do a great candy coffee with Lance, sort of a six-month what's happened to the market, what's driving markets. So stay tuned for that's coming. Maybe we'll have Erica go, I declare we're going to do another candy coffee. That's Rosso's impression was- of Erica doing... Scarlet. That was really scary. <laughs> what if we do one together? Like, I'll be, like, Eric, Eric will go, oh, we're going to have a new candy coffee, Brent. With, and then, it'll be too and, realistic. And it'll be me doing the same mm, thing, and yeah. we will lose everybody. We will have nobody on that candy coffee. Yeah. Um, not going to work. One word. So Budweiser. <laughs> Oh, we're going to hire Dylan Mulvaney to do no, it. No, no, oh, no, okay, no, okay. no, no. So, um, disturbing so we're gonna have a really great one uh we got a lot of stuff that's gonna come up for the new year um a lot of great events coming up um we just uh sort of take a little bit of a lull for the summer but where the lull doesn't happen is in the writing department now we just did a sort of a summer candid coffee danny right and that we had a really great turnout and one of the things we talked about was maximizing cash yields which danny i've been talking about forever now everybody's on to the online banks but I'm most concerned with reinvestment risk because if you're looking at just yields today, you got to realize that within two years, they could be dramatically lower. So if you got all your money stuffed into treasuries and online savings accounts outside of what you're going to put away for your financial vulnerability cushion, you know, you could be in trouble, Danny, because, you know, some of the yields are like, you're like a kid in a candy store. You, you know, you're getting 6% on some federal home loan bank bonds, right? I'm getting close to 4% on tax freeze. But I am now, or we are now, also have long duration. Because if we're going to continue on this, this, this trek, rates will head lower. 
Um, and the Fed's going to have to stimulate the economy somehow. And unfortunately, I don't even think, Danny, that we will have to be in recession. Here's what my thought is. We won't have to be in recession for the Fed to lower rates. I think that if inflation starts to tame itself and it gets closer, they might start just to get the just to kickstart the economy without a recession. Just a thought. I, I mean, we might have to look at things a little bit differently here post-pandemic. I'm just trying to think outside the box. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I think that there's there's so much that, that can be done right now to get a little bit better yield. And I think we need to take advantage of it while we can because the Fed doesn't necessarily have to go in and just start decreasing interest rates for rates to start to kind of naturally fall. And wow. I think that's a big misconception uh-huh. that many people think, oh, they're going to they're gonna have to actually cut. And they will at some point. What but, are you talking about longer term rate, intermediate longer term rates? Yeah, but yeah. even even shorter term. So shorter term is going to be much more controlled by what the Fed does with Fed funds rates. Right. But we're going to see over time that these will start to kind of naturally just come down in general. All rates, I think, especially as inverted as the yield curve is, we're going to naturally have to see that. Which one is it going to be? Is the short going to come down or is the long going to go up? I don't think the long's going up. I mean, maybe a bit, but not much. It can't. We're, we're mean, in the we're in the eighth or ninth inning, probably the ninth inning of this. It's a, it's a function game. of inflation and economic growth. And the point is, if your gears are stuck, how do you unstick them? Right? I mean, how do you unstick the gears of this economy in the face of the demographics the way they are? I mean, what, what would you have to do to get out of the malaise that we're in right now? Yeah, it's a good point. It's like mortgage rates will have to come down, right? Interest rates would have to come down because we are geared for lower rates. That's how we spend. So I don't know if you need a recession for the Fed to actually say, you know what? We're going to do a kickstart program. Yeah. And we're going to do all the stuff we did before, even though there is no recession, but we're well, stuck in this malaise. People to spend money. But going back to your question yeah, real quick before we end. So just imagine you have $100,000 in the bank. You're a Bank of America, Wells Fargo, any of these big institutions, okay? What are you getting paid? You can move it. You may get paid. 4500 bucks versus four. Not a bad deal. Have a good weekend, guys.